0: Welcome to Endorphasmic, where we talk about all things endorphasm. I am your hostess, Erica Porter, and the endorphasm is about the feeling. And so in thinking about the feeling, I want you to think about how you feel about yourself. How much weight you place on what you believe to be the judgment of other people. And if you were able to operate from a space that doesn't matter what anybody thinks. And typically, those that are passing judgment are passing judgment because they themselves are not really secure with who they are as people. They are challenged in some capacity in life. To some extent, we all are in in some way, shape, or form. But ultimately, I've talked about it before, nobody can you feel something that you don't already feel yourself. So if there is something inside of you and there is doubt and there is insecurity and there is um, comparison and all of those kind of Situations that leave us feeling less than. And we're already doing it to ourselves. So it really doesn't even matter what anybody says judgment-wise. It's ourselves that we have to self-correct. And it is our self that needs to be without judgment. And if we could operate from a space that didn't matter. I mean, we all fail. We all fall on our faces. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that that leave us feeling regretful. But here's the difference. And here is why I had written, eat that monkey, now is the time to change your life. When you continue to make the same choices over and over again, That leaving you feeling regretful and angry with yourself and disappointed with yourself. That is the monkey on the back. That is the definition of insanity. The same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And maybe you know deep down inside that there is no other result other than you feeling disappointed. Yet we keep repeating those choices. So if you could operate in a space of cares, maybe it's that you're a little overweight, or maybe it's that you have a difficult time picking the right, or difficult time, uh, difficult, um, I guess, time, um, picking, you, you continuously pick the wrong partner. You are trying to fulfill something in yourself by searching for it in other people so many different things i mean really this is one of those situations where you know there there always needs to be in-depth analysis of of who we are how we operate why we why we operate the way that we do and i believe in every situation not just with our eating or not just with our weight or not just, um, you know, am I working out or not working out? It's, it's deeper than that. And there are so many other situations that we really have to dig down and get to the root cause of why we continuously make choices that leave us feeling regretful. My cat is in the air doing some kind of gymnastics, and I don't know what's happening. But anyhow, he just, <laughs> just fell off the table, which is kind of funny. Um, but I kind of like him doing the podcast. He makes me happy. He just does funny things. So really getting to the root cause. Why? Why do we keep doing that? So I spoke before about I was a compulsive overeater. And it started when I was in high school, when growing up, I desperately wanted to be paid attention to. And I desperately wanted to be paid attention to by the boys that I thought were just heavenly. And, you know, I was a late developer, and I was, you know, average looking, but I was like the girl that the guys wanted to hang out with. And then they would talk about the girls that they liked. And it was devastating to me. And then when I entered into high school, and, um, you know, I would, sat at a table, it was a mixed group of, you know, of people, but primarily, there were more um, boys that were sitting there than girls, and I would eat normally. And so, caught the attention of the young men that were sitting at my table. And so they brought it up. And in bringing it up, to me, I was getting the attention that I so desperately was seeking. And so I allowed it to become um, a little out of control. I would eat just a little bit more and then a little bit more and a little bit more so that I would seem like this just really out of the box, you know, cool chick that maybe, you know, these boys would see differently and be attracted to. And that was, it still didn't happen. But then I, you know, I had, I had boyfriends, I wasn't lacking boyfriends. The, a lot of the boys that I liked were not paying attention to me. They were paying attention to my friends. Um, but then I went to college, went to a performing arts school. And you know the unfortunate reality of what I witnessed as men and women in the dance field is that so many of them, and w- when I tell you, I mean, the vast majority of them I'm talking about like 95% had some sort of eating disorder, whether it was anorexia or bulimia. And I witnessed this. And so again, here I was in living in the dorms with, I mean, a lot of dancers. And I ate like I ate. And of course, people took notice. But then I was really unhappy with myself because it was, I was going overboard. And so instead of just eating like I normally would have eaten, I was eating like three times as much. And then I would go into the gym. Now I danced all day long, but I would go into the gym. And going into the gym, I would literally work out on. The the stairmaster or whatever it was until I thought I had adequately burned the calories that I'd eaten, which by the way is exercise bulimia or exercise um, anorexia, and I kept repeating those choices over and over again, and nothing changed. And I would go up to my my room and I would cry. And I hated myself. I hated myself because I felt so out of control. And it took a lot of work to do some really deep self-analysis and realize that my desire, social acceptance, was driving this behavior. And until I was okay being me and, and recognizing that people... Are either going to like me or they're not. And that I did not have a responsibility to go beyond and to hurt myself in order to achieve that. And when I, and, and it didn't just, it wasn't an overnight process. And that's part of what drove me into becoming a personal trainer, is because I became incredibly intrigued with the cause and effect of. Fitness. And that lasted well until I took the root fitness class and connected with the feeling. But until I addressed that, until I addressed the root cause, I was just simply going to be a super unhappy person that kept making the same choices over and over again and having that regret. So at some point, you've got to address why. Why do I make those choices? And I will tell you that movement changed my life. That being able to connect with the feeling caused me to operate differently. And I'm not unique. It happens and I've watched it happen, and I continue to watch it happen. I watch people that come in unhappy with a career path and connect with themselves on a different level, and they make a decision, I'm going to go to nursing school. That's just one particular example. But those, I've witnessed, I've witnessed how people transform I've witnessed how people connect with themselves differently. I've witnessed people address the monkey on their back and challenge it head on with a real understanding of who they are and that the endorphasm has helped them do that. And the endorphasm has them accountable and allowed them to approach life just a little bit differently. So if movement is not part of your daily life, make it part of your daily life. See maybe if it just helps you to operate from a different place. Go for a walk, take a hike, if You have mountains or trails or anything available to you or a bike. Get a friend, talk, talk about life while you go and you just Enjoy nature or enjoy the neighborhood, whatever it might be. But I promise you that it changes us. Love health and happiness and always respect.